What's up, everybody? It's the Three Bro Migos, and we're back. The Stick and Ring Sports and Entertainment Group, the Foundation, the Fellas, are back for episode ninety of this podcast. Uh, I'm joined by my my fellow fucks, Josh Gertson and Rafal Apnovich. How are you doing today, fellas? Oh, harder, baby. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little on edge, but I'm good. Okay. Yeah. He just ripped a dart before we recorded, so he's got a little bit of a heady. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Isn't that supposed is to relax you? I don't know. Raph, does it? It kind of like stimulates you a little bit. Yeah. Oh, speaking of stimulations, boys. Smelling salts. <laughs> we tried smelling salts oh, the other day. Oh, yeah, that was Ooh. fun. And scale of one to ten, oh. how, much, how much did you guys like them? Ten being like, bro, I'm going to go and buy some. One being like... I felt like I was going to get an instant nosebleed. Yeah. I imagine that that was the exact feeling of if you took an Axe body spray can right up to your nose and just sprayed <laughs> it. <laughs> like, it's just like doing whippets. You're not going to so, die. So what like would what, what, was... you give it? What would you give it, though, in terms of enjoyment? I'd give it like, I'd give it like 10 heads. 10? Like 10 out of 10? 10 heads, yeah. Maybe, oh, I'll be realistic. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. It was pretty so dope. you liked it? Really? Liked, yeah. Would you buy it? I like well. The dangerous thing is, I like the feeling of it. I imagine it's not very good for you. Uh, no, they, they were when I was before we bought them. I was reading about them, and it says that you're not supposed to do them more than like three or four times a day or something, like three or four inhales, I think. Uh, <laughs> so as long as if you're doing them a lot more, then it's it's it can't be good for your considering nose. we were standing there hoofing the schneef. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd give it like a three. I'm glad I tried it. I don't think I'd buy it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, got, I got it on my system. Yeah. See, I'm more with Elijah on this one. Like I. I put as like a high eight or a nine but then i also think like is it bad for you because it just like kills your nerve endings in your nose yeah like because it almost felt like my nose didn't feel numb by any means but like yeah. it's just like you could almost feel like it stimulates the senses so much in your schnoz like it would i feel like it would kill anything up there yeah. like if i'm sick like if i'm stuffed that's up dude i was wondering like that's give me all the smelling salts no because no? i'm like i'm 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 not a congested person. Like I have a sinus infection and it's really bad, so I always have to take like nasal sprays and bullshit for it. Yeah, Doctor Ho's nasal spray. What? No, Doctor Ho oh, is the fucking. That's the, neti uh, pot. That's the no, Doctor Ho's the electric therapy. Yeah, but he also does nasal. Spray. Oh, does he? No, I yeah. take Nasonex. Except it's like this big fucking plastic unit you put up to your big schnoz. Oh, no, I don't have that. <laughs> okay, mine's mine's like a spray, and I haven't taken it in a few weeks because I ran out, so I have to get my prescription redone. Ah, but um, I, I was a bit congested when we tried them. Okay, and it's like it, the effects weren't that extreme for me. Like I feel like like I'm assuming it was much worse for you guys. But like when we're playing hockey, dude, on the bench, like just give me all the smelling yeah. salts. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I don't understand how Third like shifts. how like I didn't like it didn't stimulate me really in any way. I think what it does is it or does it almost help you breathe it in? Mu more it must just allow you to uh, like and take, take more, in more oxygen air than you're like naturally supposed. Yeah, to that's what it like seems that. like. Yeah, that, that's what it seems like. It clears the nasal nasal passage for like two seconds, and then you're like, and you're like, I'm rejuvenated. Like yeah. I've got yeah. air in my system again. Being someone that has didn't grow up playing hockey and didn't get a chance to be on the bench, I'm slowly starting to piece together like what the floor of a hockey bench looks like during an NHL game. Like there's just tons of loogies. There's Gatorade bottles dropped everywhere. And there's just tons of these like smelling salt packages just <laughs> dropped down there. <laughs> and like the poor janitor has to come in and just like mop through the deep yellow loogies. Dude, and, the bubble people were probably like sweating in between periods because yeah. they have to <laughs> yeah. sanitize the benches. Yeah. In between? In between periods. Oh, I did a switch. My yeah. Lord. Yeah. 
So, do you guys know that bubble sports is officially over now? At least the first round. I mean, baseball technically went into a bubble, which is ironic. So maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but because like and like true bubbles, the NBA and hockey, yeah, both over now. Congrats to the LA Lakers. Well, they're saying though that um, the NFL for playoffs, they're actually thinking about doing bubble. Dallas, yeah. of course, is a front runner. It's just like fucking yeah. Toronto, dude. Always is like of center course. of the universe. Yeah. But I think it'd be sick though if you did it did it in like Vegas and like LA with their two new stadiums. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I think you should Fuck try you, and get Jerry one of the Jones. New, new stadiums in there for sure. Totally. Um, no, totally an interesting insight. But um, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back. We're yeah. It's <laughs> a two a two a week podcast saying they're back all the time is just it kind of gets ironic after yeah. a year. But now we've never really been gone. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, let me ask you this. Kind of a contentious issue, isn't it? Yeah. Like we're how long are we on two episodes a week for? For life, like at okay. this point, for how long have for we been? Or how long are we? No, 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 no. Like, like going forward. Like uh, when does the one week? When does the one week start? Probably next off season. Okay. If we don't make the playoffs. So now my question to you guys, dude, episode a hundred. So first, I thought the milestone oh, was yeah. like twenty five. You're like a quarter mark. Yeah. 50 was pretty huge. 69 was ginormous. 75 <laughs> just went underneath the table because 69 was still in the rear view. Yeah. But now it's 100. Like, strippers. so if we're doing we two, strippers. so if we're doing two a week and we're 90 now, we're, we're just under a month away here. Yeah. Or over a month, I should say. Yeah. From we are, being episode five weeks away. We're going to be right around like middle of November. Yeah. Almost December. End of November. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Fuck, guys. The century mark. It's my mom's birthday end of November. I'll have to tell her I can't make it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Priorities happen, Kim. <laughs> I like that. Can't handle that. That's sick, though. I do agree. I like, mean, we're going to have to do something. It sucks because we're guys and we're not good at planning things. We barely even have the capacity to plan a fucking podcast episode the day before. Dude, we have struggled getting 10 guys to go out and skate. Yeah, we like, don't <laughs> even plan a podcast episode the day before. We so show up and schedule. we plan it. Like, yeah. We have a problem scheduling when to meet a day before. I think I messaged you guys last night at like 4 in the morning being like, hey, are we still recording tomorrow night? And then no one got back to me till like 7 or 8 p.m. today. <laughs> 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 Three hours before we met up. Like, yeah, dude. Like, what yeah. time are you done? Yeah, I'm done done now it's like okay cool let's meet in the half yeah, hour right. <laughs> <laughs> i think though like it, it's almost getting to the point i wonder if this is a good thing where we all just like assume we're gonna meet i think it brings an element of spontaneity spontaneity that's a huge to, word to our podcast i love dude raf missed the last episode and this guy drops that word on me What's that big phobia word that I can't say where you have a fear of large words? I'm starting to twitch a little bit from that <laughs> one. <laughs> That's a big one. Your anxiety go up big. Like, oh, Just a little bit. I'm like, fuck. the heart rate jumped up a little bit. Jeez. I don't know if that's the nicotine in my system about to stop my heart, but yeah. or if it's the big words that rap is using. Yeah. Speaking of phobias, little little peek ahead here, a little preview. Peek. We've got a goats and woats topic for you guys today. We're going to be covering... Pretty much fears is what I'm just going to call it. The goats and moats fears. Now, we should explain this. So the goats... We'll explain it when we do it. Okay. We'll sorry, leave was, them hanging. Rude. I didn't mean for it to be so I'm rude. Sorry, Elijah. Um, <laughs> I'll once again give the, the listeners an update. I know they always want to hear about my volleyball uh, my volleyball uh, excursion with my girlfriend into teaching her a sport and how that's going. We're, uh, we're officially 0-6. Nice. Lost, lost another two games today. Nice. Somehow we're ranked ninth out of ten. We should be at, at least eleven out of ten. Does is the other team dead? 
I think like, do they just yeah. no show to the games? <laughs> the one time we played them, those two of people weren't actually there and they had subs. Yeah. And just to explain it in short, if you ever bring in subs to cover you, you can't rank up that week or you can't like right because they can't. So win. the 10th team, oh, yeah. how many games have they actually won? Do you know like their, their team is credited with probably like two or three? Okay, see, but them themselves, I don't know how many of them they have won. So here's my thing just in the general rule of sports, yeah. Is this happened, I think, a couple years ago with the Cleveland Browns, I want to say. And I think it was with the 2012 Detroit Lions that the last game of the season for them, they were on the verge of going 0-16. Like, they just don't win a game all year. <laughs> oh, man. And to them, it's like, dude, like, if you win that last game like that and you go 1-15, like, you're asshole – but you're still yeah. like you won a game, yeah. and you won the last game. I you, feel like you that, clutched. Oh, I should tell you what: if your last game, if you guys hadn't won a game yet, mm-hmm. and you guys are going like zero and twelve, and your last game, and you haven't won, I'm gonna come watch. Because if you guys win, <laughs> I'm gonna be there I'll for the fucking a, yeah, celebration. I'll GoPro Man. live stream it. Yeah, because I think at this point we're almost halfway through. I, I think we are. Oh, we're about halfway through. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's that's a tough look. I, I will say this today. I, I'm really trying to toe the line between uh, being a supportive boyfriend and also trying to win the game and like coach and like like be be a normal person. And today was tough. Today was a challenge. Is your competitive level just starting to peak? Uh, absolutely, because like I'm I'm at the point where like I'm a capable player. I can win games. Yeah. And but like I'm playing with a complete fresh meat. Like she she not has no history in the sport really. So question I, though. Oh, I have a question too. Okay, you Josh, go. No, you go first. You go first. So my question: How many people are on your team? It's just twos. So it's beach volleyball. Oh, it's you and twos. Megan. Yeah, it's just me and her. So the pressure's oh. on. Like she has to do. That's why I love it. Okay. Because she can't hide. Yeah. And she might. She might try to. If she could. So. Okay. See, that's that's different. See, I thought it was like a, a was it like six sixes, person, like indoor. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, just throw yeah. the team on your back, put her on the bench, and just you know, just scared <laughs> to fill no, the dude. Gatorade. But like, <laughs> yeah. if it's just the two of you, that's a grind because like, if you're trying to make plays and she's just not like, it's tough. Megan, I'm gonna give you some tough love right now. You're gonna need to step it up if you're yeah, gonna play yeah. in Elijah's Dude, sport. If you want, if you want an insight on how today went, like <laughs> the reason I got a bit amped up is because I knew we were gonna get pumped the first game. Like I looked at the <laughs> matchups and it was like team number nine playing team number four, and I recognized one of the names. So I was like, all right. I told her before, I'm like, Megan, we're gonna get shit pumped this game. Let's just try and get a couple points here and there, have some fun. And then the next game, we were competitive. We actually it was close. Like we were within like three points near the end. It, well, like within, we were probably tied like seventeen, seventeen. Like going to twenty one, and, and yeah. so I was like, "All right, Meg, like we're in this." Is it like, win by two and twos? Yeah, with COVID, they're doing it a bit differently, but it's usually yeah, win by. Yeah. Two. We would probably just do win by two the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 tough part this week was that over the last three weeks, she's shown progression in some areas, right? In just some skill sets, some yeah. some different areas. Yeah. This week, she regressed in certain areas, but she uh, did improve in other areas. But like seeing her now do that previous week, all together, was there an overall like, gain? Uh, an overall net gain? Yeah. I can't verify. Ooh. Yes or no. <laughs> um, because the, the timing of which the mistakes happened were quite brutal. Uh, but, I mean, there were there were moments during today where I said, I was like, like she made a play and I was like, come on, bubs. 
like it's funny because I'm calling her Bubs, but I'm still like angry. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh my I started, god! I started getting like fake matter. I'm like, okay, we gotta get angry here. We gotta get fucking mean, like the dodgeball lines. Like, yeah, we gotta get, like we gotta show some. And then you're like, teeth clear here. eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah. said, I know her, so I was yelling, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. She's like, what? <laughs> it gets smoked in the yeah. face. Like. Either way, though, we got work to do. Work to do. Okay, okay, my question for you, though, is if you go Owen whatever this entire season, yeah, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> do you re-sign next season or do you just throw in the Do hill? you re-sign? <laughs> I think there's a hierarchy of, or there's there's like a definite like list of options that you go through. One being, do you replace Megan? Um, How do you replace Megan without offending her? I just it's not you it's me maybe <laughs> yeah maybe do it with I, I'm not really sure actually because here you know what would really sneak play, out of the house no you know what really puts you in <laughs> a bind go hang out with the guys go have beers <laughs> when really you just have like some absolute like, I was playing among us with them the whole night yeah really and you good. literally have like some fucking dime package waiting for you at the gym just <laughs> that can fucking spike a ball like no tomorrow you're just in heaven uh, <laughs> no she's getting good she'll get there I she's, mean the good thing is is this is her first year on an entry level contract like yeah. she's gonna get there yeah. she's making the you league minimum and she's barely the, earning it yeah you might have to <laughs> For just the next, next four weeks, you're just going to hit muffins over the fucking net. But besides that, it's fine. Yeah. Dude, and next year, just give her a two-way contract. Like, you can send her down yeah. if you need to. Yeah. But, you know, she could still come up. Megan, we're not going to play beach. We're just going to play regular court. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I Wait, told, are you guys I, doing beach? That's what we're doing right now. It's like, two, on, in the sand. Yeah, two-on-two yeah. two beach. That's why it's so taxing. Oh, dude, give this girl a break, bro. That shit's hard. It's, it's <laughs> fucking hard. I'll give her that. Josh, you yeah. and I join next year. Let's do it. You can ask her the next oh, time you see God. her, dude. I Like, me, you guys know me. I'm a very sweaty guy. Within 30 minutes of playing beach volleyball, dude, there is cake. I'm a cream cheese icing of sweat, dude. So, so when I used like, to, it is bad. So when I used to go, when we were in high school, and I used to go watch your volleyball games. I just remember when the girls teams would play, they'd all like go in for like that little quick little group hug or whatever. Yeah. Do you just get a point? You go in for a group hug with Megan, and she just leaves wet. <laughs> she told me today, she's like, I don't want to high five unless we do something good. I'm like, I fucking live high fives. We're doing it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> We have a bit of a dispute when it comes to high five. Dude, I actually want I actually want you to lose your cool. On because her? I want you I to think, go in for a high five and too slower. But like I think I think <laughs> too slow, rookie. I think that's where like you're gonna see what she's actually fucking made of. Like maybe call a timeout, make like, game and just maybe like she at her. plays well. Like see, I do well with a yeah. coach that like it's like, hey man, like try this try this but like if you like keep fucking yelling at me i'm gonna tell you to fuck off so you you need to see how she yeah. co how she gets coached you want me to give megan so, a little tortorella? so if you start fucking yelling at her yeah maybe you'll fucking fire her up and be Ken like Hitchcock. i'm gonna play i'm gonna play just to so i can tell you to fuck off <laughs> and so she can be the better player <laughs> I'm just saying. I dude. don't know if you've met Megan before. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say the odds are not in her favor for that dude, one. I don't care. But see what happens. You know what? Hey, if we get to 0 and 12, I can't guarantee I won't do it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like what happens on that last game when it's like it's like match points all tied up and like someone spikes it. <laughs> she bumps it. It just goes off to the yeah. left. And you're like sick, dude. Yeah, big shank is what I call it. Yeah. Fucking has, shank. Has it. Megan been five starred yet? Or six pack, sorry. Six pack, no, hit in the face. No, Wait, what is? Not. Is that what that's yeah. called? When you get yeah. hit in the face with a volleyball, a six, six pack. pack? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it called? When that happens, pack are you gonna short? When are you gonna are you gonna laugh if that yeah. happens? Oh, 100 percent. Has it happened before? <laughs> to her? Yeah. Uh, no. What? Like almost everyone kind of recognizes right away that she's quite new, and so they won't hit very hard at her. At least the guys. Yeah. And so, like today, they're the, the first. The girls though are like. 
Oh, the girls are hitting hard at each other. You go for it, dude. Yeah, you know how yeah. girls are, man. They're savage. They're yeah, worse they're than ca- guys. They're catty, too. They're awful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Raph, we know. <laughs> I've got Kermit the Frog in my throat right now. It's not good. Um. So that's good. What else do we have, Elijah? Uh, do you want to move into hockey talk? Let's move into hockey talk. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> can hear the mic turning off for Raffle real quick. I'll have his input if he recognizes anything. Um, the big news coming out of Vancouver camp, uh, Vancouver Canucks trade a third round draft pick in 2021 for the one, the only Nate Schmidt, formerly the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the notorious B.I.G., the notorious shoot right but play left defenseman. Yep. Got five years left on at $5.9 million. We love our $6 million defenseman. <laughs> we have three of them now. You know what I hate? Because he's still not paid as much as Tyler Myers, <laughs> and, he's, and he's better than him. Hey, you cannot, you will not ride in the Tyler Mag, the t- Tyler Myers bandwagon of hate. Fine, I won't, I won't support that. Fine, he's a beast. He is good. Second best defenseman on the Canucks, even last year and this year. Yeah, that's just a fact. Yeah, I guess. Fight me um, anyone. But I love this signing. I love this trade. Trade, yeah, it's yeah. great. Um. I still think if we can get Sammy Vatnin, let's try, because that would be huge. Because yeah. that then your right side is you're good. Okay. Because now you've got Myers, Schmidt, and Vatnin. So the only on dicey right. part is that like somewhere along along the lines, the money's got to clear up somewhere. I mean, we've got Vertanen and Godet, who we still got to sign off arbitration. I want Godet over Vertanen. So I was going to ask you this because I'm unsure. Like arbitration always confuses me. Yeah. So, like, Vertan's an RFA, and he's going to arbitration. Yeah. Now, can the Canucks not go to arbitration, just be like, just go like away, go like, we don't want you? Yeah. Like, can they let totally. that happen? Yeah. Like, I, I think... And then does he become a UFA at that point, or does he still become... Like, how does that work? Yeah, so it, this is coming from a guy who also, also has minimal knowledge on this, but what yeah. my interpretation of it was is when you're an RFA, they have the option to qualify you, which is the first step. Right. And I imagine they put their qualifying offer in front of you. Right. And, or maybe they just use the word they've qualified you. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they give you a qualifying offer though. I'm not hundred percent on that part, but from there you have a choice to go to arbitration with them mm-hmm. where it goes. Which is like a mediator. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a third party. Yeah, exactly. Where you, obviously you both present your case on why you deserve certain amounts of money. Right. Um, and so from that point on, the arbitrator will, will award him an amount of money to the player. Yeah. based on the case and that player their their side is done and now it's the team's decision whether or not they want to sign that contract or not or not okay and so if they then, don't they walk <clears throat> into you un- unrestricted free agency right so then my next question is is let's just say like they are in arbitration like that's 100 percent like accurate right now uh, correct. Okay, uh, so uh, um, yeah. So we don't gonna, know. We don't know it's an what Elijah bo- fact. Yeah. So we don't know what both side is pitching, though, right? Like, nope. okay. So what if that team like puts up a qualifying offer, like Vancouver does? Vertan's like, no, I want more. But we just trade for Nate Schmidt. Now our cap space shrinks, but Vertan still wants m- more. So like, how? Like, well, so the arbitrator does that does, come uh, into arbitration? Like, no, does the arbitrator? The, I, I don't believe could, so. Like, they don't. So they don't what do talk they do about then? the team situation. They, it, this yeah. is purely what is this player worth in today's market and today's 
in, right. in, in the value of the NHL, what is Jake Vertanen worth based on what, how he performs? So let's just say hypothetically for just basic numbers, Vancouver thinks he's just a $1 million player a year. Jake wants three arbitrator um, thinks he's like, they're like, okay, 2 million right in the middle. Yeah. But let's just say Vancouver only has $1.5 million in cap space. And so then like they obviously can't afford him. So they, they're actually forced to let this guy walk. Yeah, unless you can make room otherwise. Right, I mean, so I mean, obviously yeah. offsetting, yeah. So kind of like, like the Petrangelo situation. Like Petrangelo right. signs, they have to get rid of money. I think even with Schmidt gone, I don't think they've covered enough money to, yeah. for that to happen. Well, why, why don't we jump a little bit into that then? Fuck me, sorry. I, I, lo- I love your time. segues, man. I love it because you just kind of like, you just smoothly like Petrangelo, like, oh yeah, Petrangelo. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the deal? Like, I, I like it. I like I I very quickly have not become a fan of where this Golden Knights roster is just situationally like yeah. you know it, it it very for the first year what what they had was special and we all know it was special um however like it's very quickly gone from that where you're a cup contender you're in the cup final with bare, like everyone's like spare parts right and, and that's that's a, a story that's been told many times but now where you where you're I think what was that year three they just finished I think yeah year three and they're they very quickly become a team now where they're they're a team full of veterans some of which aren't great contracts yeah like the Mark Stone contract's big it's not a bad contract I won't say that but it, no. th- there's tons of term yeah. on some older guys yeah and I mean you you really dodged a bullet with Paul Statsny letting him go to Winnipeg yep but that was a big one that was uh yeah like you like, I'd say even Patch Reddy maybe two I don't know what his contract is right now but I'm pretty yeah. sure he's still got some term left definitely not saying that he's bad by any means I'd say but like I would take Mark Stone's contract over Patch Reddy's and Mark yep. Stone's game over patch absolutely and and let me clarify like i once the season starts and they've figured out their cap situations and, and you're, you're you're no longer focused on what 2021 looks like in 2022 yeah. when you just focus on this next season i love this vegas roster like like if you're talking about a team that on paper should give you confidence in the playoffs mm-hmm. it's this team like like yeah. you have a solid solid decor you have a one-two punch with shea theodore and, and petrangelo who's that, their captain um or do they have one that is a great question. It's not Carlson. It's uh, not Stone. It's not, it's not Marcia, Patches. So it's not Riley Smith. Do they have one? Uh, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to say no. Maybe I wonder Revo. I wonder if they give Stone Stone the C. <laughs> Could be. I, I, yeah, I have no I idea. I wonder if they give Stone the C and maybe Petrangelo an A. Or I wonder if they go the I've, bold I've, move and give Petrangelo the C instantly. Uh, definitely not. I, I don't think on a team full of veterans like that, I don't think you sign a guy. Like, Petrangelo's not a Crosby, McDavid skill level. Like, he's definitely a very... He's, to instantly he's a top, get the captain. He's a top 10, maybe top 15 defenseman in the league. Yeah. But he's not that kind of guy. And they, that's a team full of veterans. I, and, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, going back to it, that... This this team every team will have contract problems in the next ten years. Totally, this team is just they're, they're definitely tilting the scales more towards an all in kind of move. Yeah, with, way more with this one. When you sign a, a, a twenty nine thirty, or, he's twenty nine. When you yeah. sign a, a guy like that to an eight year contract with that kind of hit on it, like that's a seven. hard. I think it was a seven year. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah, seven year contract with that kind of hit on it. Yeah, you 
have definitely put yourself in a spot where at least three of those years are going to be a pretty tough much have a about. win now mentality. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. I don't I don't hate it for next year. I, I love it. I think this is the time. And, and why don't why don't we segue into kind of I, I want to talk just about where you see this whole shakeup of the NHL affecting the Pacific Division. Where do you see obviously Vancouver losing tons of pieces? We don't think they're done. Mm hmm. They, I think, kind of, they're done with the big signings. I don't, I don't think they have any, yeah, groundbreaking things to hit you with, yeah. Um, but with the other teams, I mean, this is pretty much what we're going to get here with these teams. So, yeah. so where do you see? There's been some big moves. Let Let's just go over them real quick. I'll, I'll try and highlight them as best as I can, mm -hmm. and then maybe we'll talk about uh, a surprise in the Pacific Division. Kind of just briefly summarize where we see this division going next year. Okay, and we'll definitely jump into it more in detail when the season gets going yeah. and we get right up to yeah, for our preseason predictions yeah. and all that. Exactly. But I think as of now, like where are your thoughts are? Um, so let's go over real quick. So Calgary, I mean, by far and away out of all the entire league, the most active team. I yeah. mean, you've got, you've got Markstrom coming in big deal. Tanev, you've got Eric Gustafson today. Who they, yeah. um, who else do we got? Well, they in? lost Gustafson TJ. today. I thought he signed with the flames. I don't think so. Eric Gustafson. Uh, uh, uh oh was he a fine let, let me see no, he was in calgary flyers fuck yeah. me okay so a whole joke ready for that and i'm just an idiot so i think you're such a turtle Elijah. um i think calgary is actually gonna i think they're gonna stay the same if not maybe a step back okay um i think the the turmoil right now which is like goudreau and monahan um, like, I feel like this is their, I said this last, last podcast. I feel like this is, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. I'm going to try and go, I'm going to go over all the teams. Okay. For the most part. I mean, I don't know all the moves that have been made. I'm going to do my, do you best, want me but... to say step back, step forward? No, let's let, we'll go through, let's go through all the teams and you okay. fill in the gaps of things I miss. Okay. And then let's kind of see just where we we'll go. And then we'll go back. We'll trace our okay. steps back and we'll say like, all right, where do we like, who do we see making a jump? Okay. Who do we see falling off? Uh, obviously Vancouver, you're losing to Foley, Tanev, Markstrom, Stetcher. Yeah. Um, but you gain Schmidt and Holpe. Schmidt, Holpe, um, probably a forward to be, have a young guy come up. We know a bit more about Vancouver and the steps they're going to take. Yeah. Um, still got basic, the, the core's back, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, coaching staff, we think it's a good coaching staff. It's yep. good. Um, Edmonton, you got Tyson Berry coming in. Yeah. Uh, the return of Mike Smith, a very curious decision. Well, you just, um, yeah, their goaltending is still that question mark, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. I the Miko Koskin and Mike Smith era is a very, very interesting one, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I don't believe there was too many more moves with the Oilers, from what no. I remember. Um, I'm going to try and bring up the free, the free agent signings, just so I can have them on here as well. But um, who's next? Let's do Arizona. Arizona loses Hall. Um, trying yeah. to offload fucking, fucking OEL. Larson. Yeah. Uh, didn't end up doing it, but, yeah. uh, pretty status quo for them, I would say. Yep. Um, I, yeah. did they even do anything from for, what I don't remember any free agent sign over? They lost Brad Richardson. That's a small thing. He went to Nashville. Yeah. That's more of a depth forward, but I feel like on Arizona, I feel like everything kind of counts over there. Definitely. Yeah. And, for and sure. I, I think, I think it goes without saying that COVID is really going to affect this team like yeah. we talk about teams having an internal cap where it's lower than the floor like it's like i've heard teams going as low as 70 a whole 10 million lower than so some what does teams. that mean then it just means that that owners have been 
I don't want to put them, throw them under the bus. I'm going to say that they've been forced to kind of say to their GMs, listen, like, we can't spend more than 70 million. Right. Even though the cap is 80 or 81. It's like they we, actually just can't afford it. Yeah. We do not have the revenue to cover that. So yeah, we're going to okay. put an internal cap somewhere between 70 and 80 million, where right. that's as, you can't go over that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I have no confirmation on this, but I'm assuming that. But Arizona's always been that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and well, I don't think they've ever been a team where it's like you're not allowed to spend, but it's just, it's always been a tough sell on everything. Well, it's, know, just, like, it's a tough market for hockey. Exactly. It's a tough market. It really is. And they've done a, a decent job, I would say, just doing their best, you know? Yeah. Trying to get there. So then let's move into Vegas. Vegas, tons of moves. Yeah. Um, and so, when I say tons, I mean, obviously. So you signed Leonard. Yeah. You're bringing uh, back, you're, you're confirmed bringing back Marc Andre Fleury. Because Leonard's now got fucking shoulder surgery. Thanks yeah. for coming. So that's a good so move. There's an him, insurance eh? policy there. Yeah. With Flower. And so when I say tons of moves, obviously what I mean is just Alex Petrangelo, I guess. And then losing Nate Schmidt, losing, losing Nate Paul Statsny. Yeah. So you're uh, right on those ones. Ryan Reeves comes back. Yeah. Uh, tons of re signings, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So kind of status quo with them. So then LA. Didn't see much going on over Didn't there. Didn't really see much. I feel like they were more looking at the draft this year, if anything. Totally. Yeah, um, three signings, all no names. Not yeah. really doing much there. Anaheim, I do believe Anaheim made a couple moves. Kevin Shattenkirk coming over. Yeah. That was really their one move. That's the only signing they've made so far. Yeah. Um, Who did they? Oh, and they drafted someone sick, too. Yes, Jamie I Drysdale. I think it was. Went yeah, to it was Drysy, wasn't it? So you know what I don't mind is like I, I I'm still a. You know what? We'll talk about Anaheim when we roll back to it. So yeah, the last so, team though was San Jose, who didn't did they do a whole lot? They lost Aaron Dell. They brought back Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, <laughs> on a one year seven hundred k deal. Yeah. Um, and then what else? They what happened with Martin Jones? Uh, well, Martin Jones, did they trade him? Oh, he's still, he's still kicking around. They don't have much faith in him whatsoever. Yeah. They do not like Aaron Jones or Martin Jones. Yeah. That is a well-known fact. Um, maybe in my opinion, a bit too brief to jump off the bandwagon of a Martin Jones. Like, didn't this guy have like a near Vesna season two years ago? Yeah. He had, he was good in the playoffs, but that's as far as it went. And then he dropped off. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I see it from that side, but yeah, like it's not, you do have, do they really think they have a chance at a cup right now? No. Or even in the playoffs? Like, they shouldn't. I'm always one for hoping and dreaming. Do you really think you have a chance? I just, I, I don't see it, man. Like, I mean, you know what? As much as you love the guy, like losing Pavelski has an impact on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Timo Meyer got hurt last year. That really sucks. Uh, and then you've got these two big fucking like horses on the back end that are making millions of dollars in Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. And like it's, they're not getting it done. Like it, it's just not good enough for the money that they're earning and the age that they're at. Like I feel like San Jose in the next like two three years, like unless they start offloading some of these contracts or like eating some of the deal, totally, and just start rebuilding through the draft, like this team is going to struggle. And yeah. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know why the fuck you're signing Patrick Marlowe. I get it, it's 700k, but man, you should be saving every cent. Couldn't agree more with what you said. So why don't we work back? So do and you have anything I, I to add just want about to touch San Jose? On, I've never. Uh, the last thing I want to say about San Jose, they sent, signed Kevin LeBanc, restricted free agent of theirs. Yep. Good young player. Yep. Signed him to a four year, almost 
four and a half million. Oh no, almost four seven five million a year, like to Foley money. Yeah, for four years. Like, I mean, I that strikes me as a bit of an overpayment. Uh, the contract situation. I've never had a chance to really sit back and look at cap friendly for these guys. And if you want to come at the fucking Jim Benning for signing whack contracts, give me, give me, give me, give me, some give me San Jose. Right We've got Logan Couture signed till 26, 27 at 8 million. We've got Evander Kane for five more years at 7 million. <laughs> We've got Timo Meyer this is a good deal. 6 million for another three years. That's sick. That's fine. Thomas Hurdle, 5.6. You're there. That's good. Kevin LeBanc, next guy, 4.7. Huge drop-off after that. Tons of guys. They've got about... Show me... Tell me Eric Carlson and Brent Burns' contracts. Okay, so then you move into the defense. We've got Eric Carlson for another seven years at $11.5 million. Oh, buddy. Oh, baby. That's like a that's, Nathan Horton deal. That's fucking Tyler Myers and Nate Schmidt. Yeah. Like, until... Yeah, seven <laughs> years until the after. end of time, until COVID twenty hits us, dude. You want to know what's really fucked up? What? So, what season are they signed until? Uh, twenty six, twenty seven. What? So, how many more years is that? Seven. Seven years down the road. Yes, I will be thirty one by the time that that deal expires. Yeah, thirty one, bro. Thirty one. You'll be thirty one. I'm gonna be married with kids cat. and hating my life by the time that that deal expires. <laughs> and Eric Carlson gonna be making eleven and a half a year. He's gonna be loving his life. You yeah. Got Brent Burns at eight for another five years, and for six years you have Mark Edward Velasic at seven. So that fucking tell one. me you don't. You have Martin Jones at five point seven five two. Thanks for that. Another four years. That's bad. Try and tell me Jim Benning's a bad GM, dude. Yeah. No player over six million right now. Yeah. Like just yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's it interesting. Just can't happen. And you still sign fucking Patrick Marlowe to a 700K deal yeah. for a year. Sick, dude. <laughs> my God. Um. So, okay, so San Jose, we covered that. Now let's go back to Anaheim. So my one thing that I was going to say about Anaheim, I like how they've always stayed true to having a good goaltender in John Gibson. Yep. Um, I do not mind him at all. And how they stay true to also just – always boosting their blue line. Yeah, you know, I do you love draft that. draft Drysdale, you have Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk on a three-year deal. You still have Cam Fowler, um, Hampus Lindholm. Like, that blue line is nice. And there's another guy. Do you say Josh Manson? I did not say Josh Manson. Love me some Josh Manson. That's great. So, but then you think, give me one forward other than fucking Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. There are some on there. It's not coming to mind right now. Yeah. There are some on there. But you know what, though? The good thing is, is they're rebuilding through the draft and there's always forwards. Yeah. Like finding like a good defenseman in like the top six is not always the easiest thing to do. And Anaheim for the next, I would say, three years is going to be drafting like the top eight, top six. Definitely. Because they're going to be bad. So I was actually going to come in hot for a second there and just say like, you know, in the Pacific Division, I'm kind of looking at. I'm looking at the Coyotes as just being a team that just so struggles all the time with with just outside distractions and yep. and just kind of team more out. Like, you know, we're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Looked over at Ralph, just eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, the fire! It's on the laptop! It's on fire! Um, no, so we. Lo- I look at the Coyotes as being a team, obviously. Team morale being a tough thing where, where you look at that team on paper and that team can always perform below expectations due to those things. Yeah. Due to a not great environment. Yeah. Um, and then I look at a team like Anaheim, 
who you got the pick of Jamie Drysdale. You got Kevin Shattenkirk coming in. Yep. I don't really, I wouldn't bet on them making the playoffs. I wouldn't either. Would you? I would bet on an improvement. But I think with John Gibson, dude, like I think what this sets the tone for though is it keeps Anaheim competitive. Totally. And I think it just like it. What they're doing is they're making room for the young core that they have coming up by signing relatively older guys to fair deals, like the two to three year deals yep. and slotting the young guys in like basically what Vancouver did. Like I thought Vancouver did a terrific job in they've never, I feel like other than Vertanen, I think it's actually a shame that they did this, but like Vertanen instantly came into the league as an 18 year old kid. And like same with the Oilers with Nugent Hopkins, the same thing. Like they, they rushed these guys and Vancouver never did that. Neither is Anaheim, which I don't mind, you know. So um, I love when they do it. Yeah, but I think like on not Anaheim o- specifically, anyone. But. but like certain occasions, though, right? Like fucking when you have like unreal guys like Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, like impact players instantly. Like you know they're gonna make the team like right away. Yeah. But yeah, so L.A. So let me let me get do this one sec. I wanna. About the Anaheim Ducks. So last year, they played 71 games. They had 67 points. If I told you, I guess in an 82-game season, it's a bit differently, but um, I would say they would probably project to hit about, uh, let's say, 11 games. They'd probably get about eight points. They were probably projected about 75 points that year. Okay. If I told you over-under, Anaheim's going to get 80 points next year as a team, would you go over-under that? What what's the record with eighty points? Uh, approximately, it can be, you can be anything like the Canucks had seventy eight points and they were thirty six, twenty seven, and six. Sorry, so they only played sixty nine games there. It's tough because there's no eighty two game schedule in front of me. But right the now. Canucks went thirty six and twenty seven, and that got them seventy eight points. Like basically, you'd be I'd you'd say, be looking I'd at about under. a you'd be looking at about a thirty five win. Depending on the overtime losses, you'd be sorry. You'd be looking about about thirty-eight wins and X amount of overtime losses. I'd say under. You'd say under that. Yeah, I'd say under. Interesting. Yeah, um, I'm tempted to take the over. I mean, I'm looking at their lineup and I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know many guys. Give me some of their forwards. Yeah, let's go. We got Ricard Raquel, Adam Henrique, Jacob Silverberg, okay. Sonny Milano, Ryan Getzlaff, Danton Heinen, Max Jones, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, Derek Grant, Carter Rowney, Nicholas Delorier. Uh, okay, so very like, yeah. much, very much no names in the bottom six. I will give you that. Yeah, um, their top six is is decent, but like those guys, you put them on like truly competitive teams, and those are like second line guys at yes. best. I would say. And what what do you think the plan is with Drysdale? Any chance he sees the ice in the first season? That's uh, it's hard to say. Defensemen like they'll always take a little bit longer. Yeah, and I think the way that Anaheim's blue line shapes up already like without him in the lineup top i I don't think there's a rush to put him in yeah i think injuries is his hope to get in because i don't think it does him much due to be at a bottom six or like if anything he'd be like a lot like give him another year in junior or something like he'll be a last cut for sure yeah like of the team because they have hampus lindholm shattenkirk cam fowler and josh manson in the top four so that's yeah so uh, you know what though maybe that's good to put drysdale in the bottom six I, i think the opposite i think that does him a disservice yeah, but, but let him. But why? But let him work his way up. Yeah, you're you're kind of thinking from the protected minutes side of things, right? Yeah, totally. Like, and I guess e- I'm just ease I'm, him in. I'm Vancouver biased, where you know, like try and think back to last October 
Quinn Hughes starts the season on the Canucks, and yeah, he was sheltered for the first little bit. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it was like under 10 minutes in the first night or around 12. Yeah. Dude, within a week, within two weeks, this guy's playing 20 minutes. Yeah, like, true. Like, you're right that it, it is kind of scary to do that to him right off the get-go, and maybe that's the play out of the gate. But once you get that out-of-the-gate play, it's either going one of two ways. He's not doing good enough to get more minutes, and you should probably send him down, yeah. or he's doing good enough, and you elevate. Yeah, you know true. I mean? So... Yeah, I feel like it's like one or two ways. You're either like you're not going to make the team this year, take another yeah. year in junior, or you're going to make the team and you're going to be an impact player right away. Exactly. Like there's no in between. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, LA, LA. Uh, I see regression. I see a year older. I don't see much at all other than that. Yeah, I mean, you look at that team and Quick's a year older. Doughty is just, oh, man, that that deal as well is he getting paid more than carlson i think he's getting paid a little uh, bit I, I more. i think he's probably exact same yeah 11 and a half to 12 yeah um you probably have that for another seven eight years which is nuts um i think it'd yeah, probably kopitar be six or well, seven older kopitar carter um i mean you do have some sort of bright future in alex turcott which i don't mind at all uh, i think he's going to be a, a good forward um but yeah, he, it's yeah, LA. It's just there's just a whole lot of question marks. Like, where is this team going? Like, they're kind of reminding me of like the Canucks before they really start to turn the page. Of like, you're holding on to like all these good like like five six years ago impact players, right? Brand name like teams would kill to have those players on their team. Yeah. Now it's like you can't even dump them for a fifth round pick because their cap hits too high. Totally. You know what you know what they remind me of it's it's kind of it is that situation but I think in their minds what they're saying to themselves is if we can just sneak in the playoffs even as the bottom wild card team mm-hmm. no one wants to play us. Yeah. Like that is and I think they're absolutely hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah. Like I I think that if you were to look at their roster give me some of their players. Like that is this this is the exact same situation as the the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Like like if you run into LA Kings or the Blackhawks. My or, take on the Blackhawks. Exactly. Yeah, but yours, <laughs> not mine. Yeah. Uh for their lines, I mean, it's kind of even more junked up than than Anaheim's, but you got Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Alex Iafalo. Who the first. fuck? Uh, I've heard of Iafalo before, but not he's not a top top line player. Yeah. Um Granted, this is also just a line combination website. It does not mean this yeah. is how they actually roll their lines. No. Uh, Jeff Carter, Gabe, Gabriel Velarde, Martin Frerk, Austin Wagner, Leas Anderson from the Rangers, Adrian Kempe, Carl Grunstrom. Grunstrom? Grunstrom. That's sick. The name. Blake Lizotte and Trevor Moore. Yeah, see, like, dude, like, that's that's a bad team. Who's their Tell blue me. line? Uh, Oli Mata drew Doughty first, too. Matt gonna, is not bad. I'm going to give you these two, these next four guys. You tell me if you've heard of any of them. Okay. Mikey Anderson. No. Matt Roy. No. Or Matt Waugh. Not sure. No. Uh, Curtis Mac, Curtis McDermott. No. We got to talk about the way he spells that name afterwards. That's, that's fucked up. Yep. And Sean Walker. Like. Who are they? Yeah. I don't know. Regression that, is what I got for those guys. Yeah. They're going to be like dead last in the league. So why don't we? So we've handled we've handled the California, the California team. teams. Why don't we look at the rest? You give me your three playoff teams. Okay. Um, Assuming that only four make it, let's just let's put that assumption in. So four playoff teams then. Uh oh yes, I said three and then I said four. Last year five made it too. So I mean, 
Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, wait, but everyone fucking qualified. Yeah, okay, that was a different world. I, I'll say that you get to choose... Let's make it interesting. Three of those guys make the playoffs. Of of the five left. Arizona, Canadian K- teams, Cal- and Vegas. Okay, I'm saying Vegas, Vancouver, um, and then... Man, it's going to be a toss-up between Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah. It's just a matter of, like, I, I, I don't see Calgary's blue line. Just I, they're going to take a huge step back. I think Markstrom is going to have to have a follow-up year, and he's going to have to steal some games the way he did in Vancouver to help Calgary squeak in because now Calgary's blue line is looking much like Vancouver's, I would say, because – you know, you lose Brody, you gain Tanev. I'll take Brody any day. Uh, you know, Hamnick is a UFA. You don't have a great puck moving guy like you do in Quinn Hughes. Dude, you're, you missed, you left, you, you lost a 60 point defenseman, Eric Gustafson, too. Yeah, he's not 60 <laughs> points. He was in, in, in Chicago, but that was yeah. like three years ago. Um, you know, you have Giordano, but just, I think Edmonton, like, I feel like they're. Oh, I don't know. It's just Edmonton. Like the only big move they made was was with um, was with uh, Tyson Berry, and to me, that is a band aid over a big wound, man. Like, yep. Like all you did was like you slit yeah. your finger like four inches in, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we'll just put some gauze on it, dude. You don't need to go to the hospital. <laughs> like that's the way I see him. Yeah. Like that's the way I think of that. So. Then okay. I think, well, maybe Arizona, like maybe Arizona just has like a good year. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the if their goal if their goaltending stayed healthy, Arizona could have made the playoffs. Yeah, with I'd those, say, yeah, it, it, if they have the same kind of goaltending year, I mean, it's so I'm just to, gonna say I'm to gonna do. say Calgary. I'd say okay. Calgary can make it over them. So you're gonna go Cal? You would go Calgary, Vegas, Vancouver. Yeah, so like one, two, three. I'd say Vegas, Vancouver, Calgary. Nice. That gives the Canucks a lot of credit there. Yeah. Um, we should put a little disclaimer here. It's very possible that four teams make it. It's actually more likely that four do. Um, but it's just for the sake of conversation. I think it makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the same. I'll have Vegas up up front. I would then put, I'm going to say, I'm going to put Edmonton up there. I'm going to go Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to like Edmonton. It is. Like, and I, I think the Tyson Berry deal, it, it's, it wasn't ridiculed, but I don't think it's getting the shine that it deserves where – this guy was a force in, in Colorado, not a defensive shutdown guy. Yeah, but, but he I had mean, a bad year in Toronto. He had a horrible year in Toronto. Yeah, and he was just overthinking everything he said. But let so let, I think their blue line will come into form without people knowing, like over the next couple of years. But it won't though, Evan because Bouchard, he's on a one year deal. But if it goes well, he'll stay. What what I mean is that yeah. with him, if he has a good year, Tyson Berry, Ethan Bear, Evan Bouchard, Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse Oscar Clefbaum. Yeah. I think Cleffy might be injured, but but then you think though, like, what about the the goaltending? Like, Calgary kind of answered the bell there, and you know you didn't like. I don't know if they made a push for like even like I would have taken Corey Crawford, man, if I was Edmonton. Yeah, you know you look at the deal he signs in New Jersey, and you're like, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know like you've it's got tough pitch to sell Edmonton. I think that's why. Yeah, like you've got. Mike Smith and Koskinen, and I just, I, I don't like that tandem. Just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like you can't win with a goal, like goalies like that. You cannot win. You totally. need, you either need a solidified starter 
or you need better a better duo than that. And like they just they won't do shit. Yeah, I don't think with that. Okay, let's round out hockey talk here with one last topic. We're going to talk about Brendan Gallagher. The rumors swirling around the Canucks. Yeah, um, it seems like there's a new rumor every day and a half here. Yeah. Um, so this today it, it comes out that Brendan Gallagher is having tough contract talks with the Canadians. He's he's got one more year left, I think, on his deal right now. So right, I guess money wise, maybe they need to move him. I don't know the specifics of the situation, but Canucks Nation really doing their best armchair GM impression to to see where he fits in a Canucks roster. What did you read about what we would have to give up? Like uh, picks? That was kind of the that was kind of the poll question. It, it sounded like to make money work, it'd be for Tannen going the other way, uh, and then it would either include some sort of combination of either a prospect or a pick or neither, depending yeah. on depending on how the Canadians really feel about it. And how you know what? I mean, Vertanen, Like I said this about Defoli before we started to record. Like he's a big body. He gets relatively the same amount of points, I would say, as Gallagher. Um, Gallagher is obviously, I'd say a little bit more better, but you look at that forward. Gallagher is better than Toffoli. I mean, the other way around. Gallagher is better than Toffoli. Oh boy. I would say tough take. I I would say that. All right. Um, but I also think at the same time, like, you know, like you look at that forward core in Montreal and it's, it's just small. Yeah. You know, like obviously the additions of, of Josh, uh, Josh, is it Andy. Ryan Anderson? Josh Anderson. Josh yeah, Anderson, right. yeah. Josh Anderson, um, Tyler Toffoli. 100% reason to remember the name, am I right? Um, and then um, they they both play right wing. And then so does Vertanen. So, you know, you're going to give up Brendan Gallagher, who's a first, second line right winger, for, I would say, a third line right winger on the Canucks. Like, yeah. Eh, that's a tough sell. I would say on a team for the Canadians, what you risk is on a team with very little identity other than Shea Weber, you really risk giving up a big part of your identity. Yeah. Like Brendan Gallagher might not get you 60 points, but he's been the Canadians the last 10 years. Yeah. Well, you know I, mean, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, the fans love him. I mean, when you think when the Habs were actually pretty good four or five years ago, Gallagher was in that mix. Patch Reddy was in that mix. Subban was there. Price is obviously like the like Price is the heart and soul of that team. Um, yeah, like interesting. I, I would say like there's. I would say it's changed a little bit, but but he's no, up there. I I think Price is your. I think he's your go-to. Like every single day, he's the best goalie in the world. Like, um, so yeah, it's for me. It, I think they just need to get bigger. Okay. They need to like they don't get need to get meaner, but like you know, keep Duran, Cock in the Emmy's fine. Um, but like adding size, Anderson to Foley is a really good start. For Tannen, do they need to have him? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe after Foley. But if you're trying to offload Gallagher, then yeah, sure. So where do you think about it from a Canucks side of things? I'd say do it if you can. I I love Gallagher. I've always yeah. liked him. Um, I think he is. Like he's the better version of Antoine Roussel. Yeah, I would say or so. He's, he, he's like a very, he's, very poor man's Marchand. He's a poor man's Marchand. That's yeah, exactly what he is. Twenty goals a year. Like and, he's not, not a, he's not a slump by any means. And you know what? Like Gallagher, he would do well in the Chippy Pacific. Man, he would. Do I think very he would. Well. I think he would. Love like if it. we if we had Gallagher on that team against Vegas, oh, against Calgary, Matt Kachuk lineup against yeah. Calgary, buddy. Like that you know be because. There's no more like Vancouver would still get bullied, but like you piss off the other team a lot more than you do. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So I, I personally, I'm, I'm I'm kind of on the same side of things. I, I I've grown to like this idea a little bit. Um, 
I think it's a necessary risk. I do kind of feel like Gallagher's game is downtrending a bit. And He's I feel injury like prone too. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that there is there is some sort of untapped potential that Jake Rutan's going to realize, and there's a small chance that we can just be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> we can enjoy that. Yeah. So that's where I stand. Why don't we move on? We're going to wrap this episode up here. We're going to give you guys what you've all been waiting for, what you've been wanting, craving, salivating for. The goats and woats. The goats and the woats of fears. Some people's fears. Yeah. We, we said we would describe it, what we mean by this. Raph, what do, you, what do we mean by this? Uh, I think what we decided was that like the goats being the things that we find more frightening than anything else, and then the woats being things that are not frightening to us, but can be frightening to other people. Yeah. Dope. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. It's so, like you were speaking in tongues. I hate when people say that. It's weird. <laughs> um, so what do you mean, Josh? You speak in tongues all the time. I, I just stop. When you're munching what? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> haven't done that in a while. Uh, Same. Yeah. Same thing. You know, Ralph. <laughs> for me, it's a little bit of a surprise for you. It's like, meh. <laughs> Status quo. So, just another day last goats and loads. <laughs> Ralph kicked us off. I think it's my turn. Did you guys not do it while I was gone? No. Dude, we only do it with you. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. We need the devil's advocate. We need him. The third person's Swimmy. a good thing, because it really turns it into a segment. Well, yeah, because one, one like, two guys can gang, gang up on the other one. Yeah. If one guy's out in the left field. If there's only two, it's just fucking useless banter like me and Elijah yeah. used to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're the catalyst. Thank you. Um, so my first goat, snakes. Hate them. Oh, really? Hate. Little bitch boy over here, hey? <sighs> Would you hold one? No fucking chance. A little big yellow anaconda like, from Mexico around your neck? <laughs> I just like, love to see that. No, like, I think about it. I think about, like, snakes, and I just, like... <sighs> like, I watched Planet Earth one time with uh, David Attenborough, and, like, there's this island that's literally called Snake Island. It's protected by UNESCO, and it's... this. He's, like... It's called 350 species of snakes. And like it flashes to the camera and they're fucking everywhere. Oh. And I'm like, no fucking chance. Like if someone's like, you have to go on that island for 20 minutes or I'm going to shoot you in the head. I'm like, take your fucking best shot, buddy. Like <laughs> I'll die. Like I refuse. Like what? I so will not touch snakes. What if we like put a little shut tiny, up like sound bite no. in your room of just like a little hiss, like it's. The, the noise is whatever. It's okay. the sight of them. Yeah. Um, but like I, you ever watch snakes on a plane? No. Great movie. Great movie. We'll have to. We should watch that with Josh one time. That would be a good horror movie. I'll cry. But that's <laughs> these ones movie. though. Like I feel bad making people watch horror movies because I don't like them either. If they're like about like fucking demons, ghosts, and murder. Yeah. This is snakes, dude. This so, is like a kind of a funny fear to play on. So I yeah. learned something in school that like it's like different um, stages of like panic and two things. So code red is when you kind of get into that like fight or flight mode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like where you like you're still able to like process like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But then there's something called code black. And code black is where you literally like freeze and you cannot like think or move. Like you are frozen. I and thought you it was gonna be like you vegetable. black out and you just do. Yeah. No. And like that's what I think I would turn No, that's into. code red. Yeah. yeah. Code red is the fight or flight. Yeah. 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 That's so nuts. like code black is like you're you like you're just instantly in like shock. Yeah. Like you just you can't do anything. It's like hypothermia. You're just like Fuck. in the water freezing to death. Anyway. That's literally the worst. That's my goat. 
my all-time goat is it's it's weird because it's very situational, but mirrors in places where I'm not comfortable. Okay. Because for whatever reason, yeah, I mirrors this, have been fucking me up lately. Yeah, like mirrors aren't that bad. Like if I go to the bathroom, it's fine. If I just like if I'm looking at like a TV and I see a reflection, it's fine. But for whatever reason, if I'm in a place where I'm unsettled for whatever reason and I look in the mirror, I just have this weird feeling that there's this off chance that I'm going to move and my reflection is going to stay there. Mm. And that is my all time fucking biggest fear. Are you do you like the mirror maze? Uh, it doesn't bother, doesn't bother me. I always hit my face in those. Well, my <laughs> beak does because it arrives two minutes early from my actual yeah. body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But have you um, ever seen like what was it? Mirrors, the horror yeah, movie. There, there was there was a show. That movie. was the that was the one movie that just got to me more mm. than anything. Okay. Or was it Oculus that also had like the big mirror? Oculus has been the only movie that I think I've been genuinely terrified of in the past <laughs> like ten or fifteen years. Fuck, dude. Yeah. I mean, like that movie. That movie was just weird for me. Mirror. Well, what mirrors do to me is they cause like a like a disassociation kind of like with uh, yourself with myself. Like I find that like. I'm really trying to get out of this habit of like just staring at myself in the mirror when I'm washing my hands. Like it's a very small, minute thing, but I find just like I get so zoned out of like the actual like my day and like what's going on and like what I'm supposed to be doing or like yeah. what I could be doing. And I just get into like not even like weird bad thoughts about myself, but just like mm-hmm. just completely go on like into the into space. Okay. So yeah, fuck mirrors. I agree, Raf. Yeah, thank you. Heights. Number yeah. one. Numero uno. I can jump off diving boards. Do not take me to the top of CN Tower. Do not take me to fucking Abu Dhabi where they got that giant ass leaning building. Oh, like the Burj Khalifa or whatever. Hell no. Isn't it like um what is it? Isn't it Cabalano Suspension Bridge where you can like walk along the one side of the bridge and then the floor is like glass? That's sick. It's just clear glass that you can see right there. How does that make you <laughs> dude, feel? There's I've also, done the bridge. I was so shook. Dude, there's also one in the Even Grand when we were at Canyon. Whistler. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a bridge, though. That was just that was well. It was a bridge. Sorry, yeah. it wasn't that high though. It was just like yeah, it was like old and rickety. Yeah, there's also one in the Grand Canyon where it like brings you like out and like you're just like yeah, you'd yeah, straight yeah. down. Yeah, humana, 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 who? Yeah, <laughs> I was at Lynn Canyon recently. I saw some young kids cliff jumping. Yeah, and like totally looked badass. I mean, I would love to be able to do that. <laughs> Can do it. Ah, uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. Um, my next one, and. It's not as bad as like um I think it is. Uh but claustrophobic. So I don't mind being in like tight spaces. Like my mom is actually like she's like if I'm in like a pitch black room with like nothing in it, she's like I start to feel claustrophobic cuz it's like it's just black all around you and it's like yeah. you know, you don't know where it's like a tight space. Yeah. So for me I did a, a firefighter cadet program in high school, and I remember we had to go through, like, a thin fucking pipe. And so you had your your tank, like your CBA, and you had to take it off your back and push it through, mm-hmm. and you had to stay with the guy in front of you, and you're, they blindfold you. Because the smoke would normally be there. Yeah, and you're going through this pipe, and you literally, like, you just you can't see anything. Yeah. And that's fucking weird to me. Oh yeah. So like some people are like afraid of the dark, but I'm not because your eyes eventually adjust. Like you can yeah. eventually see objects and stuff. But yeah. like that was like my eyes are wide open. I'm breathing and I can hear myself breathing because I'm it's through a mask. And I'm just like, this is fucked. Like I don't like it. Like tight yeah. spaces, like really tight spaces freak the shit out of me. Totally. 
tight spaces don't bother me too much, but this is going to kind of echo something that you were saying. I really have a really weird fear of like the dark, really, really deep water and really, really thick fog. Okay. You got, you got to chill out. You're taking some fucking chances or you're taking some yeah. phobias off. My list. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So the reason why Fuck it's off. these, the reason why I chose these three in particular is because I don't like not seeing past a point. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. almost like, like a draw distance that you can't see anymore. And I think it bugs me because I don't know what's there. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. So I don't okay. know how to necessarily put that into a phobia. Cause it's like, you can't see like, if I can't see down where my feet are in the water, then it's like, I don't know what's, what's going on beneath me. Are like, you, if is I'm this in a pitch your, black is this room. your choice? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought deep you were just water? adding to rat or no, no, no. Sorry. Deep said, water. Like, deep water is a big one. Visual yeah. Visual obstructions. Okay. The, the dark, okay. the fog, like even like driving down like the highway and the fog, like the other day, I think like three weeks ago in white rock, mm. uh, the fog was super thick. You yeah. just you couldn't see anything. In front I would of say you. your issues with the dark is what I would call it. <clears throat> yeah, it could be that. Yeah. Okay. Just funny because you're such a night owl. Yeah. Like you're around the dark so much. Yeah, but it's like even like when I walk from it's my like room, a toxic girl. Like you're around her so much, and eventually she's like, she's what you hate. But if I like walk around my room and then I go to like the bathroom, let's say, like I turn on my flashlight unintentionally every single time when I walk there. Really? I don't even think about it. Yeah. I used to sprint up the stairs every time I turned the lights thing. out. Yeah. Wild. Uh, my next choice, death slash afterlife, not knowing what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's scary. That actually, like, I used to, I, Josh is looking at me like, yeah, I get it, dude. Life's about me. I'm scared. What do you want to say? You know, I'm actually not going to judge you because I'm going to add on to it. It's the, um, I actually looked at the type of phobia it is. So <clears throat> I Googled the, the phobia of just not knowing. Okay. So like like just being like left in the dark technically. Yeah. Uh xenophobia. And I agree with you. It's fucking weird. I was talking to Raf about this. It's so funny you bring this up. Is the brain like I don't like that like the brain has created everything we know, yet it doesn't give me a fucking answer about what death is because even the brain doesn't know it created death. The thought of that we have about death comes from the brain. But that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Because the brain doesn't last long enough to provide an answer for that. And because no it doesn't one, because it stops working. Yeah, and, and human mankind as as a result of like combined brain duration, like just brain being mm-hmm. presented, like still cannot figure it out. No. Yeah. So for me it's just like the the fe- like just like how powerful the brain is really like it's it could, it can sometimes be. I thought that was your stomach, dude. I'm like I'll give you a taquito. That was my that was my fucking south mouth down there. Okay, um, but yeah, like it's one of those things. Like just you just don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, and I would even specifically say like the day I die, like kind of fucking terrified of that right now. But you won't know. No, but I'm I'm talking more like the typical like natural causes kind of death. But you like, won't know. No, but leading up to it, like oh, like I've had recently, like. Like people I know, their family members, where they're like, they've verbally said like they're afraid to die, and they're like on their everyone. Last weeks. Everyone's afraid to die. Yeah, whether they admit it or not. But it's like once people are faced with it, and then they start saying that out loud. You're like, fuck. But dude. isn't like, it just weird how you eventually just like check out? Yeah. Because like you're on your Punch the clock. you're on your hypothetical deathbed. Yeah. Like you don't know when you're gonna go. But I think people do. Like in a sense, of like the last ten seconds. Last twenty, I, I don't. Think I don't think you do. Know. Like they know, really? Oh, absolutely. 
That's fucking weird, dude. I, th- I think all the way. I want to sit in like I, I a think, senior home and like when someone just starts dude. going, just be like, tell me what's happening, tell me what's happening, tell me what's happening, damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick and break episode 91. We're here in the palliative unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just trying to get any interview we can. Yeah. What was that movie that we watched that was about that? I have no idea. It was a horror movie. We watched it in high school. It was about when they tried to bring people so close to death that they technically die, but they can still bring them back to life. It was in that weird house. No idea. Where a bunch of people were murdered. It's not fourth kind. No, 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 no. no. It was called Martyrs. Oh, fuck that movie. That thing scarred me. That was a weird movie. Scarred. But they literally try to, like, have, they literally try to, like, torture people to the point where it's like they're dead and they're dying and and they they pass into the afterlife and they bring them back to life and they try to find out what it is they saw when they were there. Oh, fuck. It's super weird, but people just end up becoming super tortured and they just start seeing like weird fucked up shit because their mind's kind of in an, like in, in an unstable place. Right. Because yeah. like, yeah. okay, interesting. Okay, yeah, Raph, that fucks me right So up. that was my last go. It kind of tied into yeah, your totally. last one. So what's your last uh, one? My last one, because I'm not a religious person, anything like possession or like exorcism rela- related scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> so <laughs> not religious, but you believe in ghosts and, and I'm just like afraid things. that if the one time that somebody I know becomes possessed and I have to get them exercised, I'm not going to know what to do and I'm going to be fucked because I don't have any like religious capabilities or anything like that. Oh, you know damn. what I mean? I'm yeah. probably just fucking it's not smoke even so in much. the face with a Bible and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> also, it's really it's, scary. Like when you like movies are picked really well where it's like the demon has like a turning point between being like, Oh, like I can trust this person to be just like, no, fuck you. You're dead. You yeah. know? Mm, fair. Very interesting that like, it almost sounds like it's not so much about like religious beliefs, but it's almost like you're not quali- You're not like I'm not religiously qualified. qualified to do this. Yeah, yeah. it's oh. like someone coming up to you with a scalp and be like, "Open heart surgery." Now you're like, "Bro, didn't do it. No, nope. don't know about <laughs> can't it. Do it. Can't, can't do, do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Y'all is dead." <laughs> uh, my last one is going soft at the worst time. Now I'm picturing that in my lifetime, maybe there will just be an opportunity for some sort of sexual adventure, whether it be whatever it is, and. Just oh, what if, dude? What okay. if the pressure gets to it? Like a little threesome action, a little hall pass, whatever it is. Maybe it's just like a really freaky fantasy. Yeah. And like, what if all that, like, that's a big fear. Like, what if you just, you just don't come up, you clutch? just don't perform. It's like you just, you don't say hi to Henrik Sedin when you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> like that type of thing. Yeah. I that, feel you. that kind of beta move. Relatable. Yeah. Um, that's also called uh, stage fright. Yeah. I can't be. Or the yours. medical term is erectile dysfunction. There you go. Correct. <laughs> Or you're just scared because yeah. <laughs> you're a nervous little boy. <laughs> um, woats. Okay, my woats. Things that don't scare you but scare other people. Basically ripping people out there. Heights. Fucking wussies. Fucking what? heights. Pussy. I jumped Fuck out you, of a dude. fucking plane. I'll jump off a bridge. Like that shit doesn't bother me. Now, what does kind of scare me though is, is cliff diving because there's a lot of deaths and shit. And like yeah. you better, like if I'm going to jump 30 feet off a cliff, I'll do it. But you better fucking guarantee me that I have like sixty feet of water with no fucking rocks. Yeah, like and you need a perfect scenario. I need like a perfect scenario to do it. And someone's like, yeah, I don't really know what's over there. Like, give me some scuba gear, and I'm gonna t- take like a fucking tape measure, and I'll bring it just yeah. down with me and do some depth. Because <laughs> like I just I refuse to. That's what I refuse to do. Yeah, fair totally. Uh, my next one is clowns. Not don't find clowns. Don't, Fuck you, dude. Don't find clowns <laughs> scary. They don't bug me one bit. <laughs> Hate clowns, <laughs> hate them, pussy. <laughs> first, I would. I, the movie it fucked me up, but the clown like no. See, it's, it wasn't that. The clown wasn't in, that horrible. Yeah, but no, it, it, was, see, it, was, it was. It was. If you replaced, if you replaced it with any other fucking like creature, like if you like if you replaced it with like somebody who was possessed, ultimately more scary in my opinion. Huh. 
So for me, it's not okay. The when someone's like, "Yeah, I hate it." Like he's so scary. No, he's not, dude. His name it's, is Pennywise, not. Yeah, him. it's so superficial though. Like, yes, it's a killer fucking clown. Like you already know that he's gonna be scary. What I find very unsettling is when you can't see it. No, it's uh, when the how makeup? people willingly, just random fucking people, take a profession as a clown and dress up and play with kids. That's terrifying. Pennywise doesn't scare the shit out of me. What? That's just fucking weird. Like clowns are not funny. Like it's if so- <laughs> dude, dude, all clowns are are magicians with fucking makeup and red hair. That's all. So do you is. not like magicians? Love magicians, but they don't scare me because they're just like regular people and they're just so kind of cool. You don't like makeup. Sorry. So you don't like makeup. I just I hate how people actually like dress up in a weird fucking outfit like that and play with kids. How Terrifying. Do, how do geishas make you feel? Huh? Do you know what a geisha is? Yeah, they're like a Japanese female, right? Yeah, that, like, with like a lot of makeup and everything. How does that make you feel? They look weird, but they don't scare me. Okay. Yeah. They are kind of like Japanese clowns, aren't they? Kind no. of. Yeah. Well, but no, it's yeah. just like I, it's, it's more so like their, their skin color. Like it's like it's literally like snow white. Yeah, it's because of the makeup that they put on. Yeah, I understand that. Okay. I'm just saying like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm like, that's so weird. So it's weird. not their skin color. We're so weird. racially uneducated, it's great. No, well, no, I know it's white makeup, but I'm just saying no, it's totally. just, it's weird as to why they do that. Like, what's the, is it religious? I imagine there's some sort of reason behind it. I think it's just a cultural thing. Yeah. Tradition, like dance, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it's 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 not like they're fucking playing with kids blowing up balloons at a fucking party. <laughs> Don't care. Got big issues with clowns. But, Hopefully, oh. we have no clown listeners out there. Like honestly, even so. What if the geisha knew how to make balloon animals? Bit. Sorry. What if the geisha knew how to make balloon animals? But they wouldn't. So. What if the geisha was making balloon animals at children? I'd say that's a little fucking weird. <laughs> there we go. I just like it's it to me. It's just it's weird. <laughs> it's like chuckles the clown. Like I just I oh don't like that. Okay. All right, my first one yeah. is interviews slash like tough conversations like kind of getting on like i guess social phobia <laughs> like i i would say i, I like i told I, I think people are validated in having it i just don't experience any of that yeah. like i, I think it, it's almost introvert versus extrovert thing like when we were at when, when people teach you about this every, everyone's almost gone through when you have like a job yeah they, they usually train people in this is that like they try and tell extroverts like don't call introverts weird because they don't want to hang out with people <laughs> until where it's like hey man I just don't know what that's like. So yeah, interviews is a big one for me because I know a lot of people get nervous for interviews, and even for tests, interviews. Um, tests is an interesting one. Yeah, I'm, I don't get nervous with tests. I don't, but it also I think that kind of personality lends me to not prepare a lot. Mm. But for things like interviews where it's like very character based and just like conversation based, I'm not worried about it at all. Like if I was applying for jobs, I do not. I'm not the type of guy that like script answers or like Google yeah. Google questions beforehand. Like I just want to no. go in like. Like a fucking slice of deli meat. Like, let's go in fresh. Yeah. For me, like, I think it's, like, there's a way that I've always tried to, especially in, like, job interviews, is, like, I will carry myself in a professional way, always. But also at the same time, I'm not going to go in there and not be myself. Like, I'm not going to be goofy. I'm not going to, like, swear and, and, and all that stuff. But I'm going to give you, like, how I'm talking now is most likely how i would talk in an interview yeah like i'm not good you're getting the josh experience yeah like it's just take it or leave it like i know i'm an acquired taste but like also at the same time i bring energy to the office you know it's fine so that's dope um my next one 
the dark. Sorry, Raph. Um, <laughs> That's fine. But see, and like, and honestly, I'm not. I'm not doing this to actually take swipe swipes at you guys. It's just stuff that like I don't. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get scared. The one thing that does kind of scare me. This was an honorable mention for a goat. Is like super super quiet. Like I was again outside talking to Raph and Elijah. You know my street's fucking creepy. Yeah. And I remember I was standing out there in the winter, so you can't hear cars on the road because there's snow. So cars run quiet. And like I'm out there at like three in the morning and it's like pitch black on my street. I'm just standing there and like you can't hear anything. And I'm yeah. like, this is really fucking unsettling. You guys know about that room in Europe somewhere where it's like the, yeah. qu- the, qu- the room is completely absent of any sound. Yeah. Really? The longest someone's ever spent in there's like seven minutes. Yeah, because it's like it it fucks with you. Well, you it's so quiet you can hear the blood pumping through your veins. That's sick. Yeah, but I it's like try that. You you start to go crazy apparently. Oh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway, that's that's I wonder my why. Vote. I wonder why it's so different than just sitting in a room alone where like really all I hear is buzzing. Because there's something I think I think this the way the soundproofing is designed in the room is that it's designed to make all absent noise even suppressed. So it's like the only things you can hear are things that are internal. And then I think like once the room has been so quiet for so long, your body starts to adjust. It's like when you listen to loud music, right? Yeah. Like yeah. When you listen to loud music loud enough, it doesn't necessarily seem that loud because you've adjusted to it. But like think about if everything's really quiet. Yeah. Like here I know like fucked. I can hear a buzzing noise coming from behind the TV right now. But I think I yeah. brought this up to my dad one time. I think I've heard of this room. My dad's like, fuck, man. He's like, I'd probably just take a nap. He's like, I could go for some <laughs> peace and quiet. <laughs> some yoga. See how relaxing the yoga Because like is. I've always wondered like what do you do in the room? Do you just stand there? Yeah. Nothing else going on in there. Can you like lay down and just like shut your eyes? I mean, you could try, but like, think so about like when I'd you're probably standing. like try and choke one out. <laughs> <laughs> think about how, like, but think about think about it this way though. Like, think like think about how loud all of your actions are going to be if you can hear your blood pumping in that room. That's yeah. fine. Have you ever heard your blood pumping throughout your body? No, but I've always wanted to hear what so think ejaculation lo- feels like. Or you're probably gonna, like- yeah, you're probably gonna hear ejaculation. It's probably <laughs> like gonna sound like fucking mortar it. fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's like World War Two storming D-Day. Normandy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, um, who's next? You were about to go next. I was? You were about what to. What was yours? It's my next. It's my oh, next yeah. turn. It's my turn. Um, scary movies. They don't bug me. They don't scare me. But you, certain yeah. ones do. Yeah. Oculus, Oculus was the last movie that like genuinely got to me. Hmm. Like Sinister, it, Sinister fucked me up a little while ago. Sinister wasn't that bad. It's, just, it's six, not real. Like, I just... Ugh. Yeah. That, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, there are some parts that like get really eerie. That's yeah. what I don't understand about you, though, is that like... So you take a movie like It and you're not afraid of it because it's not real. Yeah, but clowns are like because they're real people. They're dude. real, but they don't do anything. Like you don't fucking know that. You know what was really unsettling? This was actually the most terrifying. Remember the clowns that would yes. just stand on the side of the road? Uh, Fuck yeah. that, dude! Oh. Are you kidding, dude? When people I'm used sorry, to run but, around as clowns, but like yeah. when I like if I came down my street and you saw that, and I saw that, like I'm not like I'm dude, sleeping I, at your house. Like I'm not like I refuse yeah. to be yeah, on that fair. street. If I and if I I like I hate to say it, if I'm American, I have a gun. And that clown even starts running at me, dude. You're dead. You're well, dead. that what started you're happening? Dead. Like people started hitting the clowns with cars and like yeah, they them up and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they started to die. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, what like what the fuck? The was clown the casualties started to rise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next pick, uh, aliens. Uh, I think some people out there are pretty afraid of aliens. I would say, yeah, and just yeah. like other extraterrestrial life. And this kind of tails into another question. Hell, if we get invaded by aliens in any kind of way. At least that answers some question about the afterlife or like death and like, 
you know, there's there's other things out there. Yeah. It kind of yeah. helps that. So it's a little bit less like, oh, you come to like exterminate the world. That's all good. Like, I get it. Yeah. We're little. So, yeah. Plus, yep. it'd be kind of cool. I agree. Yeah. Dope. Okay. Josh? My last one is um, I wrote it down the the phobia, aerophobia. What do you guys think that is? Fear of flying? Yeah. It's a weird one. Um, like getting on airplanes. I'm like, now I don't know, and this isn't a joke, but like I wonder if 9-11 actually created that a little bit more than normal. I think it's also a combination of that and fear of cla- and like claustrophobia. Yeah, totally. Like just because like, in, like you're just in a metal tube flying through the air. I think and, it's, and you can't leave. Like there's you, no you, way there's out. There's no way out, yeah. I think yeah. it's also like the the accessibility to the news nowadays. I think it's also like, just like the landing, the takeoff, like you're up high, right? Like yeah. you see like you're 30,000 feet in the air. And you can see, like the Rockies are like below you, but yeah. dude, like to fall to the earth, like it would probably take like a good like four minutes. Yeah, like it's nuts. It'd be, long. It'd be a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think the accessibility to news nowadays, like every time there's a plane crash, even if it's too dead, you hear about it. Yeah. So I think people see all those stats. Plane like, crashes oh, terrify the fuck out of me. Yeah, it's a very terrifying. helpless feeling. Yeah. Been on a couple myself, and just yeah. What? Uh, planes. Oh, oh like you're saying crashes. crashes. I'm like, when the, what? Yeah, it, that was the original joke, but it just missed, so I rerouted. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Zombies, don't bug me. Why do people are afraid of those? Yeah. I guess that's like do, a character. Does the idea Pandemics just like, bother you? Pandemics? Yeah, pandemics. I think they bug me in the sense of everybody dying, not everybody coming back to life. Okay, fair. Yeah. I think the whole zombie apocalypse thing will be kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It would be like a very good end to a life of like, all right, let's play. like a, It's like a giant game of uh, like Left 4 Dead or like The Walking Dead. Yeah. It's like real life. Yeah. How long um, do you think you survive in a zombie apocalypse? Uh, obviously, depending on the type of zombies, but uh, on average, I'll say... A couple hours. I'd say, I'd say you either, if you survive the first day, you're good for a month. Because it means yeah. that you've, you've found a good spot. If you find the good spot... It's just, can you survive that like initial confusion? Of, like, wait, what the fuck's going on? I think the biggest factor is the amount of infected people around you. Yeah, totally. Which right now during this pandemic, Surrey in BC has the highest chance of or highest number of uh, COVID cases. Yeah. So I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you see, that's where like the like the power seclusion would be sick. Like yeah. if you're like an old retiree living on a sailboat, like. Chilling, sail off, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, for me, like, dude, literally, all you have to do is just go fucking a hundred feet offshore and just watch the mayhem. Yeah, like nothing's gonna like they don't swim. Yeah, you know. Yeah, true. Or you go up north. I'm gonna wrap it up here, guys. Yeah, last pick. Open water doesn't bother me at all. Really, love open water. Yeah, love the idea. I, I I think I just love being in water. Um, it's like a cool feeling. When you say like open water, though. Like, have you ever been to a place where you've been so far out in the water that you actually can't see land at all? God, no. No, that's like, that's so far, though. Like, yeah. I've swam in some things. I've swam in the Mediterranean Sea. You've done, like, really? Yeah. Oh, that's in, cool. In Greece, did a little, like, out, out. It was, like, pretty far from the island, too, which was dope. But it's yeah. like, 
not open ocean kind of thing or anything like See, that. Like, yeah, o- yeah, yeah. like I would say pure open ocean would scare me. But like you tell I, me to like, if I'm out in the so. lake of Okanagan, pff, yeah, I'll dive in. The th- like the leave. thing is if like somehow you're open ocean, like that kind of situation where you're like no land in sight and they're like, hey man, jump off the boat, come back on. I'd be like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. But if it's like I'm stranded out in the water, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is kind of fucking terrifying. Like, Yeah, totally. Because like, like you literally have no sense of direction. Yeah. At that point. That is that is scary. Except for the sun. You might have the sun. Wherever it sets, it's usually west. But True. Yeah. Episode uh, 90 of Stick and Rink. We're going to go home now. I work in six hours. We're going to sleep. We're going to have a great day. Wednesdays are a go. See you on Thursday. Bye. Oh, harder, baby.